The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hey everybody, this is Sarah. And this is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband Podcast. Welcome! Yay, we're glad you're here listening. Thank you so much. We're a little bit of a day, well we're on the day, but later in the day. Yeah. Because um, we were... You know, got arrested for public drunkenness. Again. And had to spend a night in the clink. <laughs> we couldn't go to the deodorant no. factory. No. And it was a better day. I had a great day in the drunk tank. I mean, it was just so much better. I feel refreshed yeah. and ready to go back to I work I do. Tomorrow. I feel empowered. Mm-hmm. I had a great, great, great time. Yeah, me too. It was a good, good, good time. They really know how to drunk a tank. Uninterrupted sleep. Oh, yeah. Everybody's hand-boned, mm-hmm. so you just have a good, fun uh, yeah. conversation. Just jovial people yeah. in there Toilet's right there. You don't got to walk far. When I had the onset of sudden onset of diarrhea, yeah. it was no problem. Two steps, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Loved it. I mean, it's a good time. If you've never we listened late. to this podcast before, we apologize. Yep, and I think it is like a running record of um, at least 100 shows in a row where we mentioned diarrhea in the first minute. Do you think so? I think so. Someone should go back and tally. We need like an archivist. Yeah. Who could torture themselves to listen to our podcast. Over. When's the earliest diarrhea was mentioned? In the latest. And is there an episode ever where it wasn't even I don't know. There has to be, you'd think, but I'm sure there's not. A time we did not utter diarrhea. No. Hmm. (laughs) That's a game. (laughs) At the deodorant factory today, you know, they do announcements at our deodorant factory where um, these... Where children are supposed to hear and understand yeah. the words on the announcement mm-hmm. and respond in certain ways. And the announcements are like this. <laughs> and so today they said a, cha- a name and they pron- they said like Craig Diarrhea. And the, the name wasn't even close to Diarrhea. Um, because we knew the Craig, right? And the name wasn't diarrhea. Didn't was it spelled yeah. like diarrhea? So everyone was dying laughing, and it was crystal clear. I so I'm Craig sure. diarrhea. I don't know what you were called to the office for, but I bet it was rough. You in trouble. You in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Just a way to just never live that down. Nope. Remember when you got called diarrhea <laughs> over the loudspeaker? <laughs> but usually they're just. <laughs> it's like, well, I hope you understood what that said and it wasn't important or it wasn't lockdown because we didn't understand. Um. We are doing our second episode of celebrities who 
made their spouse past <laughs> killed their spouse yeah um and we're pretty sure they killed their spouse even though they may not have been convicted of it everyone knows they did it mm-hmm. um so this episode is robert blake which i didn't know too much about him and i barely recall this crime because rachel was three weeks old at the time hmm. so i was in you know barely alive mm-hmm um, and I did not watch Beretta, his no. TV show, or any, I don't remember him in any dumb movies. Um, but I guess he was part of the Little Rascals, so he'd been around for 900 years. Yeah, he's like a thousand right yes. now. Um, and he looks a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to discuss Robert Blake and his crime in 2001 on the show Marsha Clark the first 48 loved it she has her own show now marcia clark is famously the prosecutor in the oj simpson case and we're not going to cover oj because i can't even deal with that mm-hmm. I, that whole situation anymore um but we have thoughts on marcia clark thoughts on the show and thoughts on all of the individuals in this show we do but first, we have a new Patreon member. Hi! So thank you so much. And we will try to get a Patreon episode to you. We'll try to get together this week yeah, and this do a pop, country, yeah. a pop country, a pop culture episode, maybe about the Glo- Golden Globes fashion. And there's current pop culture popping up. That's interesting. It's been kind of dull the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get together at a time when we can and trying yeah, to get we pop have one out thoughts. yeah so our patreon is jill for fari jill for fari jill, thank jill you Ferfari. welcome for fari thank you We're, thank you so much enjoy we love our you. lovely catalog of shit-faced crime show crimes and our pop culture yes. series um, and one drunken ramble. Oh, just one is a just a drunken mess. rambling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably ended in the bathtub that, that night. Was too. Was that the bathtub night? night? The hairline or whatever? I don't know. Maybe it was. <laughs> Where I just left and ended up in the bathtub. That was a drunk tank night that too, was. I'm sure. But we were at home. I was so at home. We didn't drunk get arrested. Tank. The toilet was yeah. right there too. Yeah. 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 Yep. I just go back to my drunk mm-hmm. tank roots. Mm-hmm. Um. We also have a Facebook group you can join. You can follow us on Instagram. We had a Twitter and then Twitter got all fucked. Um, But I still kind of try to post stuff to it. But it's not connected to Instagram. So it's not as easy anymore. Um, And my laziness wins out Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. But we have a Facebook page and group. We have a book club. So all of these things you can join. We do a very, very, very funny and very accepting and kind Mm-hmm. So they're funny and gross as hell, and it's all mainly dick jokes and poop jokes, but they're very accepting of everybody. They are. Um, and nice. And nobody does some weird, horrible insult comment to anybody because everybody's like, I'm too tired to even write, why are you a dumbass? And nobody's a dumbass in there, so you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Shauna, our beloved book club leader yeah put the sex doll twin article where a lady was very very 
um, nice to her husband and gifted him a sex doll that she said looked exactly like her for her husband to um, entertain himself when she went on her travels. And the lady was fine looking, a lovely lady, but let's say her chestal area was more on the fried egg plane, while the sex doll's chestal area was two Jupiters. (laughs) (laughs) So they weren't quite twins, Mm -hmm. because the sex doll had some biggins. Mm -hmm. And she did not. So, and then I thought, how embarrassing. This is an article put out to the public that you got your pervert husband a sex doll and he's going to do foul things to this plastic thing? Gross! Why would you... I don't know. You know what? If that makes you happy, that makes... That's good. But the sex doll sure had some cans. (laughs) (laughs) Had some monster cans. So that one was good. And then the... Nicole McKinley did one that I laughed so hard and I don't know why I didn't think of it myself. So I was angry at myself and laughing so hard. Everyone has to have a Stanley, although there was just a People article that everyone's Stanley's has hidden mold. That oh we're my not God, cleaning I'm drinking it properly. out of one yes. right now. Um, but there was a Stanley Roper sticker on the Stanley cup in, or Stanley mug tumbler yes and i was laughed so hard like why didn't they never think to put a stanley on there or stanley from golden girls just have it covered in stanley from golden girls and stanley roper oh my god i laughed so hard that would be the best one ever stanley i know and then did you hear target target put out on december 31st i saw the the video red yeah special tumblers and women lined up for hours outside of target for the opening mm-hmm. and then ran like a hippo mm-hmm. um herd mm-hmm. knocking each other over grabbing them and causing a riot and then stanley finally said they said when are you going to restock and they said fuck no we're not so these women everybody lost and now they're reselling them for four hundred dollars on ebay that's so dumb. They're just red. Oh, I know. Go get just some get, spray paint. Right. And then put Stanley Roper all over it. And you got the best one ever was. Um, so that's my Facebook. But they're really funny ones this week, I thought. I was laughing and laughing at so many just really dumb, dumb ones. Yeah. Dumb ones. And yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember um, any... And you can't even get Facebook now. And on my inner or on my school computer now, I can't even no, get on Facebook. No, because everything's blocked. So it's only on my phone, and I hate doing anything on my I phone know. because I'm blind. Yeah, I had to go to the eye doctor today and get my new progressives. Not they're like transition. No, they're like yeah. bubbles from Trailer they Park are. Boys yes. glasses. Yes, because I said. I cannot see. Were they like the glasses in the episode of that one Robert Blake's friend? <laughs> Do you remember those? <laughs> I'd love to talk about those. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I just remembered the one thing Melissa Leipzig put that vase yes. with the vagina. Yes. Vagina I do vase. remember seeing that and thinking, I wish my crotch looked that good. I know. Oof. We all do. Um, so thanks for keeping it real on Facebook. Yeah. We've, it's like we found each other 
and we can't let go. I know. If you can't put a terrible dick meme on your regular yeah. Facebook, we're, we're accepting you. of it. Yeah. And you know what? You think it's funny and it's part of your personality and you want people to laugh, but th- we're the folks that'll laugh. Yeah, we will. The 2,000 of us on that. We're also going to tell you that we make fun of influencers left and right, up and down. But every week we also tell you what our favorites of the week I were. Know. Are and I follow 2,000 ins- Glitter in the shitter. Sarah, what was it that made your shithole um, week just a little better? I realized, well, my daughter, Roger, Rachel, yeah, uh-huh. worked old at Old Navy for forever. And you would get kind of, she just could get discounts upon the discounts. And yeah. so you would have, I had a ton of Old Navy stuff. But mm-hmm. then I got what you'd call fat ass <laughs> so i don't I have developed, a lot of those i developed a large sagging fat, fat front mm-hmm. and a fat back mm-hmm. <laughs> and fat yeah. back fat yep. everything mm-hmm. um so then i thought well i'll buy some new pants or shorts the old navy active their old navy active mm-hmm. shorts um but they're super comfortable and light and they don't feel like tight or weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like underwear attached and I'm not always a fan of that because I just wear underwear again under it because I'm, I'm afraid if you trust underwear and shorts and you like sit down with friends, you might expose some, yeah, some balls or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're very comfortable and I bought even, and then I bought some more. So I thought, Oh, these are great. And I could not think of a glitter, but I was going to put those on. I thought these are these are now like my new favorite shorts. Yeah. Um, and they weren't. I think. Well, God, who knows? They're At probably Old Navy, all, they ha- yeah. Their active stuff is always like way clearance yeah. and on sale, so you can yeah. buy um a lot. And their patterns are cute and everything too. So if you don't like the biker shorts or don't want to wear uh, long leggings or something, whatever. I you just hate shorts works. in general. These are very comfortable. I have to wear them all the time now inside because of my hot flashes and I sweat my balls off. Yeah, I just wear dresses because I don't yeah, like how they rub. Nice. I like dresses all summer of my... yeah, because of my gunt and front and fat back. Yeah, my thighs rub together and then yeah. it just goes right up, oh. my, <laughs> right up my hooch. <laughs> and so I either have to walk like I have a stick up my ass to keep yeah. it from you know yeah. sliding riding up so i just am like fuck but it these all are good they're put they're wide so you can have a you know mm-hmm. i don't know and they're like f- a fabric that i don't know if they would ride up but mm-hmm. who knows i like them that's mine what did you enjoy um my my glitter in the shitter has been a topic of uh many a text messages it certainly has. in our text group um, my glitter in the shitter this week is nutritional yeast, everyone. Right. And it doesn't go in the hoo-ha. It has nothing to do with the yeast underneath my boobs. Nope. Which has grown out of control since I've been on antibiotics for my horrible sickness. Right. Um, can't win. Nope. You sure can't. So although I'm very uncomfortable under dare, yeah. I've been eating nutritional yeast on white toast with butter and it is my favorite thing ever what was your brand again you said so you i just bought it at at the target target um 
it's called Bob's Red Mill Large Flake Nutritional Yeast. It comes in a little bag and you just, oh, you know, like you just zip okay. it open and it's like a, you know, like what you buy. Yeah. Anything that you reclose, like a sandwich. Yeah. Bag. Yeah. Um, and it's delicious. And Braggs, that's it. Our friend Beth. She uses tits, Braggs. Uses Braggs brand. I just thought I of it. I have Braggs. Ha- um apple cider vinegar yes. i was gonna say hot apple cider but hot it's us it's <laughs> apple cider vinegar yeah. uh i have that brand i've never tried that nutritional yeast but i love it i don't know why we started eating it i, I think, think tina oh had some bar. nutritional yeast and then we ate it remember at she my did birthday have that. yeah we ate so many with her homemade bread of toast yeah with nutritional yeast and then i got hooked on it Apparently, you can put it on popcorn. It's delicious. Yeah. Anything, probably. I never make popcorn, but... I should. Which brings me to the thing we did together this week, which yeah, was... That's what I thought we would talk about, because our crime is in 2001, and we've talked yeah. to death about 2001. Yeah. yeah, what did we do? I'd love to give a review. Yes, let's give our review. On the stellar movie yes. we went to, which was... Aquaman. Aquaman 2. Aquaman in the 645, as McCracken said. The 645. We went to the 645 showing because we're (laughs) night owls (laughs) on Saturday. Well, when I looked it up, it was a two hour movie. And I was Was like, really? Yes. I just don't care for movies even over 90 minutes. I usually don't either. So make it a mini series. <laughs> then when we kind of got to the point where we were actually going to have to leave our houses and we were like, oh, maybe I want to just stare at the wall yeah. and like, maybe we should go to a matinee because it's cheaper. And then we were yeah. just like, nope, let's go. Yep. So we did. I'm glad we went. Yep. What, what? Um, first off, I want to say I did see original Aquaman. You did not. I did not. So you, nope. you didn't really need to see it. No. You asked a few questions mm-hmm. and I answered them in like mm-hmm. three words and she was mm-hmm. ready to go. That's how much you need to see the original Aquaman. Right. Um, the original Aquaman is a little bit better of a movie and it has a lot more Amber Heard. Amber Heard was pretty much washed off yeah. the screen. Yep. Due to her complications with her personal life, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Aquaman does all of his aquaing in chinos and a woman's tunic. Mm-hmm. All almost all of it. He is in chinos, khakis, and a woman's tunic. Unkempt. Yeah. Yep. And he looks like these clothes. Yeah, haven't seen a washer. He just washes them in the ocean. Yeah, he doesn't need a washer. Right, and he's in his Aquaman suit when he goes to like his council. Mm-hmm. And so he knows to dress up for that. Um, But then he does all of his other stuff just in his regular clothes. A woman's purple tunic mm-hmm. and his chinos. And sometimes Bare his feet. hair tie, his foof. Yes, his uh scrunchy scrunchy yeah right while his brother was part of it now patrick wilson i enjoy patrick wilson i thought he was funny and i thought he was charming Mm -hmm. i liked him too i thought i did laugh out loud we did at a few spots during sometimes purposefully in the movie and sometimes not yes i laughed out loud 
about three times, but one time it was because it was actually really funny. Yeah. And that was when Patrick Wilson was running. Yes, on that land. was good. Yeah, that was great. Yep. Um, what did you think of the character of Amber Heard, who plays Mira? Again, is Aquaman's wife that literally has probably three lines in the whole mm-hmm. movie and should play a bigger role because their child's life is at stake, but she is in the corner sitting or doing nothing or not even on the screen at all um, because they took out almost every part of her role. Um, but her father is in it. And her father is the king of a neighboring Atlantis town <laughs> and helps out Aquaman and Patrick Wilson's brother in Aquaman's tunic. What did you think of this performance? And you asked me who the actor was and you couldn't believe it. I sure did. And so the whole time in the movie, I was like, what is wrong with that guy? Like, why? How could he be a king? He sounds like the dumbest person ever. And he just, I felt, was a poor actor in that mm-hmm. role. Yeah. Um, and, and he talked kind of like, I couldn't put my finger on the like accent accent and so i was like is he trying to be a surfer dude like go in my kingdom we like to do like this so i was like what is he what is he trying to do and then at one point he was like almost gonna die and he was like i'm dying help me and i was like no <laughs> yes don't <laughs> let him die stop it i hate that guy yeah. So then I was like, who the hell was that? Because I'm like, he had to have been someone famous that I didn't recognize, like how Javier Bardem was the dad in The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. And is that what that guy's name is? Her- I don't Javier? know. I never saw the little, oh. new Little Mermaid. So I was like, who is this guy? And right as we were walking to our cars and I was about to get in, you were like, that's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I am Drago. Yes. And I got into my car and then I immediately <laughs> called you. Like I was driving out the parking lot. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't get this through my head. I will break you. And he, yeah. Is, and he was oh wearing, my God. My kingdom is like yeah. so awesome. I don't know. You were, we were dying. Why? I don't know. Um, but Jason horrible Momoa wig, was handsome. Oh, crown. the wig, the wig, the wig can't um, even be discussed. Mm-mm. It was mm-mm. an absolute. I mean, uh, it was like. You took a roadkill cat and put it on his head. <laughs> and then his suit was like absolute huge can boobs. Yeah. And then he had like the weird where you like Polynesian have men like Jason Momoa wears it sometimes. It has like the yeah. flap in the front and mm-hmm. then your ass shows. He like mm-hmm. had a metal suit with like a wo- woven mm-hmm. penis flap. Why? And then huge metal boobs. Oh, and then the a red, poor quality roadkill cat wig. I can't believe it. So there were unfortunate. Sometimes it thinks you they tried with the special effects, and then other times they didn't. And then there were Stingray, the evil, evil lady character, who got blown up forty seven times, but she was always ready to go she running. Never she went never went down. Got hurt. That was she. Was she a character from the first? No. Oh, how did you know her name was? Because Stingray? they kept calling her Stingray, and I thought, <laughs> what a dumb name. <laughs> oh, they did. Yes, she was called Stingray all the time. I'm like, oh, oh Stingray. <laughs> and then she started this with like a Russian, like with a strong, strong accent, and then she just had a normal Minnesota accent at the end. <laughs> Stingray. She just gave up at the end with her accent. 
I thought everyone <laughs> gave up. I I think they gave up. They phoned it in. I couldn't stay. I don't. And Nicole Kidman is in this thing. Yeah, it's very for five odd. seconds. Yeah, um, the premise. I mean, there's no premise. No, the action. There was some action, I guess. But at one point, I remember looking at my watch like, okay, this yep. has to be the last of the battles because right. we got to wrap this shit up. No, they um, just no. I was just not. If you impressed. have kids and watch it like at home, kids will like it because it's kind of colorful and everybody. They say nice messages about brotherhood and trying your best and stuff like that. There was nice messages like that, that kid like little kids, I think would like. Yeah, I think. Um, so it's like a family film or whatever. I mean, they does, try yeah. to be lighthearted. It's, yeah. you know, it's not, I don't think that any of the actors took it too seriously. Oh my, no. Um, but hmm. it, there were good something. looking people in it what? at least. You know, I felt like some maybe this is just again because of my poor eyesight, but it felt kind of blurry to me. And I understand that they were supposed to be under yeah, water, probably, but something didn't seem right. And maybe was it supposed to be in three D or something? Uh, it was supposed to be three D. So I think so like, we saw it in the regular. Yeah, it looked a little. So I think in three D, it probably would have popped a bit more weird. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, so just watch it at home <laughs> when it goes on You have Netflix. to watch it at all. Um, all right, so let's dive into Robert Blake and his fuckery. This guy, this is full of fuckery. So Marsha Clark does the show now where I don't even know what her job is, but I know she, does, she, she writes fiction novels. Um, she was a prosecutor for a long time. She was a defense attorney for a long time. And you can tell by the way she interviews people because she just cuts through their she cuts through their bullshit and just says, like, pretty much fucking answer the question right now. Real bad. Yeah, yeah. And just has no patience for fuckery and asks just ask questions right away. Mm-hmm. And I do like I thought she explained to the her audience what she was doing and what she was looking for and what was going on Mm -hmm. well without me feeling like she's talking down to me or a dumbass which she was doing but i think she uh, maybe years of being a prosecutor you have to explain to a jury i think she explained things well so you kind of knew always what she was Mm -hmm. going to what she was trying to get at she's very no nonsense they showed some clips of her from the oj trial where she was like this court has bent over backwards for this man and she was like yeah Yeah. like totally calling his bullshit out and so i appreciate her badassery i didn't appreciate her choker no the outfit that she was wearing as she was doing the narration voiceover uh, kind of transitional yes. pieces. It was an odd choice, I thought. But maybe she's trying to, I don't know, be more modern and like maybe. try to shed the, she the permed hair. hair anymore. Yeah, she's she has trying to shed hair. that look. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't look older. I mean, she looks like she's no, she done. Looked yeah. Great. Yeah. Not um, fucked up. No plastic yeah. surgery or anything yeah. like just really good yeah, yeah. all right so marcia takes us to the beginning and what her shtick is 
she's just going to cover the first 48 hours of the police figuring out this crime and re go through what they did and just see if she can find anything new. And she starts really saying there were three theories. Robert Blake committed the murder. Robert Blake hired someone to commit the murder or someone from Bonnie Lee Blakely, who will go over his wife who was murdered. Someone from her past came and murdered her. And those are the three theories she works through until she can try to decide which one makes the most sense mm-hmm. and then tell what happened through the courts and all that. So she starts telling us this day. I forget even what day it was. I think May something um 2001 so we get we start always like we say with like a 911 call right and the 911 call was made by just a random guy in studio city and he's calling 911s trying to say um there's a lady in a car who's beaten up <laughs> how do you get beaten up in a car which is weird yeah, yeah. she's beaten up um and then the guy's like and i think robert blake is here the guy like recognized him and then they say Robert Blake. She describes him as diminutive Robert Blake. So he must be a short ass. And I'm sure he's short. He seemed short in this, like every right. part that he was in. Yeah. I also don't know how anyone would recognize him. I don't know either. How would you? Because he didn't look like Beretta. Well, I didn't, don't even know what Beretta yeah. is. Like, was that was that really famous? I think so. A TV show. But he had gray hair. The guy recognized him right away. I wouldn't have. Mm. Um, but he was 67 years old at the time. So he's old as hell now. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. Um, and Robert Blake was there with this guy calling 911. And he had a black t-shirt on. He's in jeans. The guy said he was hysterical and screaming at him. And when he knocked on his door, you got to help me. My wife's been beaten up. So Robert Blake is telling the guy he's been beaten up. Mm -hmm. So the guy, Sean, goes out like outside from his house and is like, okay, and is calling 911 and doesn't know any information. And so when 911 says they're going to come, Sean goes with Robert Blake and Robert Blake is pointing and he sees like almost diagonally right across the street from his house Mm -hmm. is Blake's 1991 Dodge Stealth. And it's parked ne- next to a construction site and right next to a huge dumpster. And so the guy, Sean, approaches the car and he's like, he couldn't see anything at all. Like no one in the car. And then he was thinking like, oh, my God, is someone just is this a weird thing? And I'm going to get like jumped or something. But he does go to the car and he sees a woman inside and she's slumped in the passenger seat. She's slumped over and like hanging over like the armrest in the middle Mm -hmm. or the console in the middle with her face down and he's like oh my god there's a lady in there um and she does there's blood all over and the lady was bonnie blakely um and she is robert blake's wife of just five and a half months and Mm -hmm. she's 44 at the time and they have an 11 month old daughter she's 44 and she looks a Um, young 92 yes (laughs) whoa um yes she did look a young 44 um, she looked like an older betty white <laughs> i couldn't believe it um but she they and the guy is like okay um i'm gonna try to help her and he said she was alive and breathing but kind of making sounds and marsh is like oh, oh, oh you know he said she's kind of gurgling but she was still alive mm-hmm. there was blood around her and he couldn't quite mm-hmm. tell what was wrong but he, like her head was bleeding and so he thought 
all right. And he's trying to help her the best he can. And Robert Blake is just standing there. And Sean is thinking like, how come you're not doing anything? How come you're not helping? Why mm-hmm. are you not helping me like take care of her? Um, and then Blake says, I'm going to go find a doctor. And he takes off. And Sean is like, what the hell? Like, stay with your wife and help me here and help her. Um, and so Sean or Robert Blake runs into the restaurant they were at, comes back with a school nurse. <laughs> I'm sure she really wants to deal with this shit after her day. She is off duty at I know. 4 o'clock. And she, yeah, she comes, turns on the car light, tries to like send these two men out of the way so she can take over and help this poor woman. And um, she turns on the dome light and is like, jesus christ she's it shot in the real, face yeah and it, was it was all bad. bloody mm-hmm. and she's like she's been shot so they're calling 911 again i think but then by after about five minutes the paramedics arrive and when they take her out again they realize she's been shot in the cheek or the face mm-hmm. and in her shoulder um and then blake doesn't even go to her to hold her hand or like help her or at least like Mm-mm. try to do anything he just sits on the curb and he's just sitting on a curb and watching. Like, why are you not, like, going to her? And everyone's just saying he's acting super weird, that he's crying, but there's no tears. Like, he's just fake show crying. And Sean, who called 911, sits next to him. And he's like, oh, it's okay, buddy. And then he realizes, like, he's sobbing, but he's not really crying. He's not even looking at her. Um, He's acting super weird. Yeah. And they, and then they all say, we know people in grief, they all act different. And he said, yeah, I know, but this was just weird. And he wasn't even like doing anything. There's pictures of the paramedics, like her on a gurney and then the video of them giving her CPR. Why are you not standing next to her and holding her hand or doing something? I don't know. I just thought that behavior looks weird. And everyone there thought the behavior was weird, including a patrol officer that was there. And he was, I guess, assigned to robert at the time i guess when they started coming um and he said he was acting like a fool or like pretend crying no tears and officer isa i think his last name was yeah he just was like yeah there was no tear he was fake crying and then yeah blake said he had a gun on him and they're okay and a permit to carry a gun and they're like oh okay Oh, I got a gun too. Yeah. Like we all got guns. And I'm so, sorry, yeah. sir. Your wife, yeah. Can you just is bloody in right. the car? Can Let's you help not her talk about guns? So Blake, they're like, "What the hell happened, sir?" Blake says, "Well, we just had dinner at Vitello's Italian restaurant, and so they're parked a block and a half away." Um, but then later they talked to the restaurant guy and said he always kind of parked on the street, not, never in the parking lot. So they were walking back from dinner, Blake and Bonnie, Robert, Blake and Bonnie. They get in the car. Blake starts the car, rolls down the window for some reason, even though it's 57 degrees. To us, that's a balmy heat. Right. Um, but to, we would have been to with, L.A. Yeah. It's very freezing. They were all just incredulous that the windows were rolled down and it was 57 degrees they thought they were like wow that can't happen well bonnie was 44 and could have been having a monster hot for sure um (laughs) but the window is rolled down and they just can't believe that someone would be dumb enough to ever roll down a window at 57 degrees right and and robert starts the cure 
And then he says, gosh, darn it. I forgot my gun on the seat in the restaurant booth Uh. as one does. No, that's never happened in the history of time. And no one's ever just left their gun on a restaurant seat. And do you not, do you just have it in your pocket hanging out so it falls? But you had it holstered when you were holding the guy, showing the goddamn cops there. How did it fall out? How did you forget it? Not like pat down and say, do I have my gun? (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So he said, so he turns off the car and tells Bonnie, I'll be back in a pinch. And he runs into the restaurant, grabs his gun off the booth. And by the time he comes back, she's been shot twice. Right. And this is a block away. Yeah. And I don't know. He doesn't say anything about hearing any shots. They never even asked him no about one, hearing any shots. They didn't ask the guy who came to help either who lived right, well, right there, there if they heard any across, shots. Yeah. That, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and they the, this show, this particular show, I thought did a good job of like, had that little map that they kept showing like this is where you could see how close everything right and where everyone was they did a very good job of showing the position of Mm -hmm. everything yeah um the police then say we're going to take her to the hospital and then he's like is she okay and they said you know what she might be okay and that's when they said robert blake started panicking like oh mm-hmm. he did not seem happy his wife was going to be okay he looked like upset that she was he was told she was okay and they all thought that was very very odd that he reacted that way well if you want her to be dead and she's still alive that's pretty shitty so uh, the paramedics take her to the hospital, but unfortunately, she's pronounced dead at by the time she right gets when there. she got there. Yeah. Um. And so now it shifts into a murder investigation. So they go back to the scene, um, and pick up Robert Blake and take him in, um, to the police station. And it's around two and a half hours later that they finally test his hands for gunshot residue, which would be on your hands if you fired a gun. Um. But in the two and a half hours, Martha does a very, Martha, Marsha, does a very good job of describing how in the two and a half hours, Blake had been in wet grass, had gone to the bathroom 600 times and washed his hands down. He had gone into the restaurant, maybe washed his hands. He had been rubbing his shirt. He had been, you know, his hands had, again, in the wet grass. He'd been rubbing it through his hair. And they had a thousand snapshots of him, like, yeah. This is hands everywhere. And so uh, there's a criminalist named Steve Dowell who says there was gunshot residue found on both of his hands, but literally like five particles. And there should be a thousand if he shot the gun. But Marsha does. Then Marsha talks to. She goes to San Francisco and his talks. actual lawyer, right? Yes. Yeah. His lawyer named Gerald Schwarzbach. <laughs> and Schwarzbach is wearing a weird ass tie. Uh-huh. Can't you look like a regular guy on a no. TV show? Lawyers are weird. God damn it. He looks like he was out of an episode of like a cheesy episode of like just the 10 of us or something as a lawyer. <laughs> Like what a lawyer, like you would think, I don't know. He looked like a weirdo. And then his hair was out of control Mm -hmm. and he looked 
I don't know. But he is, of course, arguing with Marsha because that's what they do. I think they get off on this arguing. She's arguing and yelling at him. He's yelling and arguing at her. Um, It was just like, I thought, like almost for show. Like they they weren't really that mad about the, like she was like, answer my question. And I'm like, you know, you're just talking to him. It's the murder happened a thousand years ago. I don't think you need to put on a show right now, Marsha. And I think they don't. I think they are so used to getting yelled at by people that they They don't don't take it personally. Yeah. That's just how they do. If anyone talked like that to me, I would just instantly oh, yeah. we start would, crying we would crumble onto the floor yeah. but they just scream at each other all day and that's and your job i think yeah. yeah you just like that's what you do now while blake is getting he's at the police station investigators are like well let's look in this fucking dumpster right by the car and see if there's any shit in it mm-hmm. that's for the crime and they look and they find a World War II German officer's handgun, a nine millimeter, is it Walter? Again, they saying? bizarre. P38. The gun that was used in the crime is literally in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. It has a bullet left. Two were fired. The serial number is scraped off, so they just can't figure out even who it's from. And it's old as fuck. And so they take it out, and it ends up being the crime gun used in the crime. And they test this Walter gun and it should give about 2000 particles for firing and robert blake only had five on his hands Mm -hmm. and so marsh is trying to say well the dick could have rubbed it off in the three hours Mm -hmm. and then schwarzbach the his defense attorney is like it doesn't rub off like that and marsh is like it does and he's like it doesn't and so they're arguing back and forth um and so the gunshot residue doesn't prove he did it doesn't prove he didn't so kind of like at a pass with that um but the fact marcia just can't get over the fact that the shooter threw the gun in the dumpster one foot away Mm -hmm. and they kind of explain this at the end that whoever did the crime could it was probably someone who could not be found with a gun on their person so if it's robert shooting he can't just be found with the gun on it he shot her and has to pronounce her found shot in the next minute so he can't go somewhere a half an hour away and hide the gun you know he's on a tight time state so he just lops it into a dumpster and hopes it's buried under a bunch of shit and that they're not going to check because i think he's probably panicking or if he or if someone did shoot it and they want it they don't want to be found with a gun on them they just lobbed it in there I don't think they ever found any fingerprints on it, did it? So no, um, gloves and had to then be worn. He also had the other gun that yes. he lost, so there were like two guns. <laughs> yes, it's a weird situation. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Marsh is like, all right, well, let's take a look at Bonnie Lee Blakely's past. Bakley. And Blakely, 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 Blakely. <laughs> Robert Blake. I and Bakley. Bonnie. Bonnie, Bonnie let's take Bakley. a look at what the hell is going on. You know what? I took several looks at her and I wish yes. I wouldn't have. Is um, that mean? <laughs> yes, it's mean. But I mean, like sometimes you're gonna I have was a crime. Shocked and appalled. I mean, the lady was an asshole. <laughs> and she did not deserve what happened to her no, at she all. She didn't. But she wasn't assholes get murdered too, and she was an asshole. But she she didn't deserve this eyeshadow 
issues that I'd like to talk about. Everything. Um, (laughs) Also, Blake's t-shirt and jeans had no spot of blood on them and they yeah. do some weird things where blood wouldn't blood wouldn't have shot out the window i don't know how it wouldn't have they had a high class carol too did you see like yes they made marcia kind of marcia was like i want to recreate it but then they also had pictures of the actual when the cops tried to yes. recreate it and they, they blurred had carol. out they yeah. blurred out carol's face but they like, said, she's like don't you dare tell anybody yeah. carol <laughs> get in this goddamn 1991 dodge stealth and <laughs> lean over the console. I'm going to put your, this stick yeah. right in your eyeball, yep. Carol. Don't move. Don't move, Carol. <laughs> God damn it, Carol. Um, But they showed how if she was shot with someone through the passenger window with the window halfway down, shot in the head and the shoulder, they said the blood, blood wouldn't have splattered. Wouldn't have splattered past the window. Back out the but window. But I don't know yeah. how it wouldn't have. I and don't I don't know. know how he wouldn't have had any tiny. But they tested it by just spraying luminol on his shirt. But maybe he could have had tiny specks. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. that all went to shit. So Bonnie's um past here. Mm-hmm. They discover what was going on with her, and they look like this, they re- they find that um Robert Blake was her 10th husband. Yeah. Um oh I missed the part where they go through I'll come back to that. Okay. Um and what she used to do when she was younger to make cash for her job is she would um she was called an entrepreneur of the pornography mm-hmm. magazine world. She would put an ad in a pornography magazine and say, if you send me money in an envelope, I'll show you my cooch. And that's what she did. So they and she would say, you know what? I need five hundred dollars to fix my car. So if you send me money in an envelope, I'll I'll mail you back pictures of my tits. Mm-hmm. And she would do that. And so she had mailbox drop sites all over the country. So they would just send it randomly. No one knew her address, which is safe. Mm-hmm. And then she would send very explicit porn type handwritten letters to the men. And then she would drive her car to the side of the road and awkwardly hike up her culottes <laughs> to show her bush uh-huh. And have a friend take a picture on the mm-hmm. awkwardly balancing on the hood of her pinto. And then like, she would just pull down her shirt and show her tits and mm-hmm. send them to the fellas. And they were great and happy. But then when they wanted more and sent money for more, she would say something like, oh, shoot, I I, I had to fix my car. and couldn't get to sending them to you. I can't leave my kid. I need to have yeah. someone to watch my kids. And so they would just, cont- she would basically extorted money yes. from horny men. Right. Sometimes she would make it to their houses and they would pork. I think that's what yeah. was insinuated, but more times than not, she would, get stuck in a hotel and they'd like pay for her hotel and then she just would never show up you know what good for her to get these horny some money out of these horny men but apparently that's fraud and i think she was arrested for it yeah and i think that all the people that she married were these like pen pals that she had had the horny pen pals until the pornography pen pals 
for yes. Pern. And they, the woman who seemed to be an expert at yes. her, did, did wrote she her book called Cold book. Blood. Yeah. So she knew all these stories about Bonnie taking fucking weird crotch pictures yes. in a car with one leg up on the steering wheel and yeah. the other leg like, across the passenger. I mean, yeah. And then the- <laughs> like <laughs> just awkward where it looks very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and just maybe too much butthole and too much blue oh, eyeshadow. Yes. I mean, her eyeshadow jobs were terrible. Out of control, um, Bonnie. It's like if you just took blue house paint and put it, it from it was um from eyelashes to forehead, yes. top of forehead. Yep, that's yes. too much blue. But <laughs> you know what? It was a sophisticated time. <laughs> They said her <laughs> pornography fraud business would bring in $300,000 a year. I'm starting tomorrow. <laughs> me too. Because I was I'm like, I'm going to write Horny Gentleman and Porn Magazine and say, if you send me money, I'll show you my butthole. Her boobs were so saggy. And I, here I think I yeah. don't have a prayer. Well, I sure do. You know, and if I did start a butthole shot business men would write and pay money for it just get on a car and put a lot yeah. of blue eyeshadow on right? and it put seems... blue eyeshadow on my crotch everybody's down for it now what they found out about bonnie's youth that maybe turned her um into just this way of thinking is that at 13 she lived in a nudist colony yeah and that only seems to be unfortunate for young gals that seems to be a spot where you men are maybe not going to be the most kind Mm -hmm. and trustworthy to a young girl but bonnie loved the nudist colony you know what some people love being nude and never having clothes on our friend Mm -hmm. horn with a long vagina would never wear clothes my husband would never wear clothes if he didn't have to um i Love. My butthole is not for view- the viewing eye. No. Or even the pornography eye. No. Um, but if that's fine for you, who cares? But um, I think she had to, it said it wasn't a free ride, which makes me think there were some things she had to do at 13 to live there, which makes me sad. Um, she had a lot of fake driver's license. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of fake aliases. She crossed a lot of state lines to do her prearn frog fraud. And so she was arrested. She was put on probation. She scammed hundreds of men. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said the book lady author said she never was threatened. And I, I feel like a man maybe would have threatened her, mm-hmm. but they could not find any proof that she was ever threatened by any of these men, the hundreds and hundreds she scammed. And then Marcia said, well, maybe she did get letters and she tossed them because she didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So we'll never know. But none of these men ever made a case against her or threatened her. And so that the theory that some man from her past came while she was waiting in the car for her husband. Yeah. No. Knowing that, that he'll be back any sense. minute shot her twice doesn't yeah. make any any kind of sense. Now, Bonnie wanted to be famous, but she wanted to be a famous girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so she started dating Jerry Lee Lewis, who was 110 at the time. Yikes. Yep. Dean Martin, who was 110 at the time. Yikes. And she actually hunted out Christian Brando, Marlon yep. Brando's son, in prison for murder. And started sending him her burn letters and her butthole shots and christian brando said 
I'll take more of that. And they became lovers. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he got out of prison. Yeah. So they started dating. She was actually dating him. She was dating Christian Brando uh, when yes. she met Robert Blake. And so she's dating both of them and trying to be pregnant by both of them. Yes. She, she didn't care whom. She didn't care who. Just one She of wanted them. it to be rich. And she ends up getting pregnant, tells Robert Blake she's pregnant. He freaks out and says she lied to him because she did about birth control, I guess. But she has the baby. It's named Rose. And Robert Blake really, like, they showed pictures of him. And he seemed to, like, love her and be a loving dad to her. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he's 110 and the baby is baby. Um, So the baby is 11 months old when Bonnie is murdered. And the police go to search Robert Blake's home with the search warrant. He lives in Studio City, and his home is called the Matahari Ranch. Dumb. And it looks like a shithole. And then there's like a brown trailer in the back where Bonnie and the baby live. Not with him in the home. Right. He lives in the home. And the home is torn all apart. And it's part of like a 19-year construction project that he ends up talking about. Like, there's always construction going on, but never being done. But anyway, the police find lots of cash. They find more guns. And they find a 100-count box of 9mm rounds that would fit into the murder gun. And three bullets exactly are missing. Which is damning because three bullets were used. Um, the bullets, I don't know. Did they match the ones used in the gun though? I don't know well, if they did. They were similar, but not a match. They were like the right ones, but they, but not like the, something about the ones that were in the gun were like the original. Oh yeah. I can't, I don't, I didn't, I don't they understand it, bullets. They could connect it exactly. Yeah. They would have worked in the gun, but it wasn't the. They weren't the same. Or and now, after the trial, a worker or something found in Robert Blake's home gloves that they think might have been used mm-hmm. in the crime. Another gun and some more bullets, mm-hmm. but after you know it being a trial, there's some shit they could do with it, you know. So who knows? There's some more evidence that was found later. But anyway, so Marsha tells us, all right, so out of the three theories, the theory that the shooter is Robert Blake, that one's still in play. The fact that he could have hired someone, she's going to look into that. But the fact that, you know, Bonnie's past, that someone would have just timed it while she's out to dinner with her husband and her husband just randomly forgot his gun. And I mean, that's so random and dumb in the timing. It doesn't make any kind Mm -hmm. of sense. So she takes that one off the table. She decides to get to know a little bit more about Robert Blake. So she talks to Blake's grown ass son, Noah Blake, who I liked. He was a handsome guy. I guess Mm -hmm. he's an actor. I don't know what he's been in, but he pretty much says his dad is a fucker. They don't ever speak. Um, His dad was a hard ass and it was his rules or none. Marcia says, what was his childhood like? And it's, he, he says, oh, like fucking awful. And anytime he talked about it, it was just fucking awful all the mm-hmm. time. And Marcia says, how's your relationship now? And Noah says, it's great because we don't speak to each other. <laughs> I mean, that's sad. Yeah. But she said, how's Rose, the baby? He says she's doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was obviously born into a terrible situation, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, but she's doing very well. And that's kind of all. And then she says, do you think your dad did it? And he went, eh, I, don't, I mean, I don't, uh-huh. I don't, uh, kind of like that. Yeah. Where he's like, eh, I don't, eh, eh. Um, so in, I think it was on People Magazine, maybe, oh no, the People Magazine, I was looking up what the baby, who the baby yeah. is now. But I read on something else that she she thought the baby was Christian Brando's first and named the baby Christian Brando. Oh, jeez. And then found out through DNA that it was Robert Blake. Oh, God. And so then she now changed the name. Now your name's name. Rose, no. Christian. <laughs> We're going to call you Rose because your dad's this uh. old bastard. <laughs> You're not going to get the looks of Brando. <laughs> I know. You're getting the looks of this dick. Oh, man. So Marsha's like, oh, okay, whatever. So she meets a 900-year-old friend, actor friend of Robert Blake. That if you imagine <laughs> like Mad TV and they do like an old actor character, it's this man. Mm-hmm. All right. So first off, he's wearing the hottest glasses we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So they're Jiminy Glick frames, the biggest frames you've ever seen. And then there's pink transition lenses. His shirt is unbuttoned to his wang. He has ball sack face skin. His skin was removed and replaced with ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> but it clearly does. <laughs> so anyway, this guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Lockers. Yeah. Over the ball skin. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not a good look, Mm-mm. but it's a look. He pretty much <laughs> says Bonnie was an asshole. Uh-huh. Um, but baby Rosie, they love. Robert loved baby Rosie. And Robert was very afraid that Bonnie, since she had such a weird childhood, that she was gonna teach the baby Rose to be a grifter and a fraudster and show her butthole. You know, if Rose wants to show her butthole, sure she can. Yeah. But he doesn't want her to be a fraudster and a con artist and lie to people and steal their money. And, you know, he was very worried about that. So that's why they think she was an asshole. (laughs) And Marcia says to Ballskin, do you think he did it? He goes, "Uh, no, no, no. And then he says, I don't think he personally did it. He doesn't got the for it and marcia said like the balls on your face (laughs) so i mean it's like he has what marcia goes away with she's like now i have an even stronger motive for him to want to kill bonnie he lied to her um she's you know using him for his money and fame and he fell for it and so he's ashamed maybe of that He's afraid for her daughter because she's afraid she's going to take her daughter and ruin her life. Well, she because she had three kids before she had this baby from one of her nine other husbands. Yes, from one of the nine Maybe. other. Well, I th- yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
she had been known to do these th- like all yeah. of her kids knew like my mom takes naked pictures and like she was stealing people's identities and stuff you know like yeah. she wasn't on the up and up i can right. see where he would be concerned also he married her also he looked like a pumpkin yeah so- oh no yeah don't right. go thinking. He and made his choices. Maybe he murdered her. So yeah, I think he might have done that too. That's might, pretty bad. I think she wins out at the end with his they behavior. Both might have been right, and I don't care about the nude pictures. You go to town, but don't steal people's identity and ruin that or ruin yeah. people financially. Um, that's just fraud is so, so terrible. Yeah, um, because it you feel, feel people good. feel like a fool too. You know. Mm-hmm. But no, he blows. Um, they think now, let's try that he could have caught, hired someone. They think maybe his bodyguard would have done it. His bodyguard's name is Earl Caldwell. He looks like Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter, I thought. If you've seen Harry I Potter, the one that turns into a rat, that's what he looks like. Um, so... <laughs> um, they think as he was going back to get the gun, he left on the seat, as people do all the mm-hmm. time in restaurants, that the bodyguard came up and did it, threw the gun in the dumpster yeah. and took off. And then Robert yep. could come back and go, oh, geez. Um, so he's, you know, Robert would still be highly responsible for hiring someone to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they check out Earl. They found a list, like a murder list that Earl had written in his house and Marsha calls Earl up with the help of Earl's friend and walks through the list and kind of questions him about it. It's like on a yellow legal pad. Right. And there's things like shovel, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the typical murder things, black garbage bag, black tape, um hog tie what do you call lie. those things? yeah in um uh he, he has written 25 auto which mm-hmm. could be a gun um acid stuff that's usually not on a yeah um list so she questions him about it and he's like well geez i bought the lie to clean out the pool she's like well people don't use lie to clean a pool he's like well i heard you could and she's like, well, why do you have the acid? He's like, oh, that helps cleaning out the pool. And she's like, but why would you buy acid and lye? And he's like, well, I didn't end up buying the lye. And she said, well, lye is usually used to decompose a body. Right. He's like, oh, well, I just bought the acid. <laughs> and she said, why did you need the Drano? I clean with Drano. <laughs> They're counters with Drano. What are you talking about? Why did you buy the black tape? I like my tape black. Black duct tape. I just always am a black duct tape guy. What? She's like, what's the 25 auto? I needed to change my car auto oil at 25,000 miles. She's like, that was an oil change note? Yeah. I mean, he had like a weird answer for everything. Why'd you need the sledgehammer? I was pounding up concrete. What? Why'd you need the hammer? I was digging stuff in the yard. Oh, okay. And then the police are like, yeah, um, I, he doesn't seem like he's in it. He did it. And so they just let him go. They dropped the charges against him, let him go. 
And I mean, he they couldn't really put anything on him. And he, nope, but it sure is a baffling list. Oh my! And then they said, "Why did oh get the gun ready with blanks?" was on the list. And she said, "What was this for?" And he said, "Well, Robert wanted to take Western photos, like glamour shots, and we didn't want a live gun." <laughs> what? A what? Western? You want to take a Western photo, photo shoot in the yard? Shoot. <laughs> And you wrote all this foolery on one list? Now that what I'm 72, I want to take some glamour shots <laughs> with my gun. In a Western setting. <laughs> what in the hell? I mean, just foolery. Absolute buffoonery. <sighs> Horse cockery. All of it. Top mm-hmm. to bottom. Mm-hmm. Now, he also, they realized Robert was using, was calling two stuntmen. Roy Snuffy Harrison. Mm-hmm. Snuffy makes it sounds like it he sure smells does. buttholes. Oh, I was going to say that he crotch. S- that he kills people. Like he oh, snuffs yeah. he them snuffs out. Them yeah. out. And then Gary McLarty. We love anyone named Gary and McLarty. Ronald Duffy <laughs> Hamilton. So Snuffy, Gary, and Duffy <laughs> went to the police. So Snuffy and Gary yep. and Duffy tell the police. Robert approached us and asked us to kill his goddamn wife. And we said, hey, you should be calling us on the regular phone. Let's buy a calling card. If you call us from a calling card on a pay phone, no one can trace that shit. So Robert Blake takes the calling card and calls him from his own goddamn home and uses his home phone Mm -hmm. to call Duffy and Gary and Farty Mm -hmm. and tells them on his own home phone he wants him to kill his wife and uses all the prepaid card minutes. And so the police say, how come you use the card? Or Marsha is talking to his defense attorney at the end, which will go over and wants to know why he used the card when he used to call them regular on his phone all the time. So we'll hear what his attorney says to that. So the Duffy and Farty and Gary agreed to <laughs> to say that, yeah, he called us up. We got the calling card. We had all this shit. And they testified against him. But the defense attorneys grilled these men on cross-examination, including this defense attorney named Tom Messerow, who looks like he... he looks like he, a mess around. He found Betty White's pubes and he picked them out one by one and he flat ironed the pubes and he made them mm-hmm. into a he-man wig and he put it on his head for the interview <laughs> he's wearing a very askew white pube wig and this man also speaks like he has been you know kicked in the head by a moose <laughs> <laughs> and so he asked gary and farty and duffy and he's asking you know, questions and they're saying like very stuff you just wouldn't make up like the whole mm-hmm. calling card thing and the fact that they could prove he used this calling card from his home and they can attach they could connect all this shit and the fact that he used to call him without a calling card all the time mm-hmm. but after they had this first thing he's using the calling card and this the timeline matches up all this very incriminating information but he got them to admit they used drugs. And so then nothing you could believe they said was true because they used drugs. Using drugs in Hollywood? Never. A stuntman on pain meds? I've never heard of it. <laughs> and so then this... then the this seems so weird. Pube He-Man wig says, and so if they're on drugs, they could have hallucinated the whole year. 
<laughs> no, they didn't. I mean, come on. And so then because of that and him saying these stuntmen who had very incriminating things, of course they said no. To Robert. They said, no, we're not going to kill your wife. Um, and they testify. The jury takes nine days. So he's in court. He gets Robert gets arrested. The stuntmen testify. They have the evidence of the gun and the timing and um, all this stuff. They go to court. The jury takes nine days to go over everything. Yes. That's a long time. They it were is. stuck. But they come back and say not guilty. They did. And their reasoning was because the stuntmen were on drugs and you can't trust people on drugs. But, 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 uh, but Robert's probably on drugs. Everyone is on drugs in your town. He, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Ball sack face is probably on drugs. Drugs are, are your whole Ball town. Ball sack face was a hundred percent on oh, drugs. Oh, yeah. And so Bonnie gets zero, zero justice for getting shot in the head yeah. while she's after her dinner. Yeah. And nobody is going to, I mean... They even, the defense attorney tried to bring it on Christian Brando because yeah. he already was in jail for murdering. And what, what, he would just randomly show up on the street with a gun, knowing when they were going to eat, knowing that her husband was going to go in randomly and she was going to sit in the car and have the window open at 57 degrees. Christian Brando was going to come to it? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It sure does. And so then it, it was done. It's over. I mean, he went, Bonnie's family took him to civil court and now he was immediately found guilty and then they oj'd him and they got 15 million dollars yes and that's some justice for bonnie and her family but not really i mean (laughs) you know and she did do some weird she wasn't a great lady no but she said you don't you don't deserve to have someone take your life like that. And you don't have deserve your children to have to go through no, that. No. And your children to know that, and especially Rose was a baby that her mom was taken away. And she never right. even got to know her. And your other children who knew she had issues, it's still not okay. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. Now, the evidence, there was evidence found after the fact. But I guess once you're already found not guilty, what are you going to do? I mean, that was maybe used in the civil trial to help him be found guilty he just died a little bit ago oh he did yeah i don't know oh that's right yeah I did didn't he that. yeah, yeah like not so. that long ago and he never said he did it no i mean he never admitted to it um so poor baby rose i know he she never got to live with her dad or her mom um she was raised by robert blake's daughter from a from his first marriage i hope it was a happy home i think it was good i think i mean i'm sure she has problems but yeah i mean just knowing that yeah her mother was murdered and her dad was blamed how awful i know that sucks the whole thing is weird it's tragic and and sad sad that for just the whole life robert i mean his childhood being terrible but he found success her trying to you know being in a nudist camp at 13 and what she was might have exposed to by gross men yeah maybe that's the only way she felt like she felt she could hey i'm gonna get 
you back and get money for this, you gross fuckers. Yeah, all that trauma. Yeah. I mean, right? Tra- like super trauma. Trauma. Yeah. And if manifests that's yeah, I know in a lot of ways. Um Yeah. So that's kind of a sad I mean, story. He is dead now. Right. And no one knows but her. Yeah. I mean, really, and him, I guess. But if he didn't do it and, or hired someone, he knows. But if it was a random ex boyfriend that decided that that was the time, it just it doesn't make any seems sense. a little too. And I'm pretty sure he did it. Don't... I mean, I mean, everyone all they interviewed, they were like, he wouldn't do it. And then they would ask him, like, do you think he could have talked somebody into it? And they're like, mm, maybe. Yeah. Everyone maybe. was kind of like, mm. Yeah, they're like, I don't think he could have done it, but he could have talked to somebody who did. You know, yeah. it was just kind of like... And possible. He could have. And that person could have just never talked and they never found him. But I think he just... The way he was acting so weird, he had something to do with it for sure. <sighs> and then he got scared as shit when they told her she was going to be yeah. okay. He was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, really though, right? The reasonable doubt thing. You can't. Yeah. If there's reasonable doubt, there, like he had no gunpowder. There was I mean, no direct evidence. Yeah. It was all circumstantial. So yeah. I guess, you know, then that's what you do. If that's what you're presented as a jury, yeah. you don't, you have to go by that. Yeah. And it, they obviously did think about it. They took forever. Yeah. Um, but they didn't like those druggies. No, they didn't. They didn't like druggies talking to them. They didn't like Gary. They didn't get Gary or Porky or, or Duffy. Duffy. <laughs> they hated them. Um, all right. Um, that's our show. The um, book we're reading is... I don't remember. Um, we'll go over that. We are reading a book. Our book club will be the end of january on the tuesday mm-hmm. the last week in january yes um, um feel I, free to join i'm taking a class again for my stupid yes a thousand credits yeah. past my past my past my masters yeah. um so i don't know how much reading i'll get done but never lie i'll try to freedom listen McFadden. to never lie okay um yep I loved the last one. I know I didn't love it. Wait, which one? No, was the it? one we read that we can't talk about yet. Oh, yeah, we can't talk yeah. about yet. The secret book yeah. that we read next month. I loved it too. We can talk. I loved about it. it. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>